0: welcome to the menopause conversations podcast my name is angela council and i'm your host for this podcast and this is where you learn all about menopause what is happening to your body to your hormones and life in general everything is changing and sometimes it can seem really really confusing but this is where the confusion stops right now this podcast will share with you everything you need to know about how you can navigate your menopause transition with ease so sit back and enjoy the show bye for now so welcome to this week's episode of menopause conversations podcast and I'm your host Angela Council and today I'm going to talk about a subject which can be a little bit tough um, and it is all about alcohol and in in particular the impact that alcohol has on your body as you're coming through this menopause transition and how it actually impacts your hormones and the way that you look and feel. So um, your symptoms and um, everything like that. So unfortunately, it is just a fact of life that as we age, our ability to be able to metabolize alcohol actually lessens. We cannot metabolize alcohol the same way as we did when we are younger and whilst um, men still have the ability to kind of um, metabolize alcohol as they get older women don't Um, we are not small men we actually are different our physiology is different and we become less tolerant to alcohol but let's just get a few things in perspective alcohol is a toxin it's a poison in the body and it gets treated like a poison in the body and yes it might be a nice tasting toxin and one that we enjoy and our culture um encourages um this social socialization of of drinking it's not good for us and it's got not good for our health but I am going to admit that I am one of those women who, in the past, I used alcohol to wind down. Now, statistics tell us that um, women over the age of 45 are the highest consumers of alcohol in our society. And I'm talking about Australia, I'm thinking New Zealand's much the same, uh, probably US, UK, not that much difference. In the past, it was men. But women have actually overtaken in the consumption, particularly this age group in the consumption of alcohol. That's a pretty scary statistic. and it's because of this culture that we have, and particularly this you know afternoon wine that you know you know it's it's almost like a reward for a hard day's work and in the past when I know when when my kids were younger and I was running a really, really busy clinic and I was seeing clients, back-to-back clients, um, managing uh, staff and other practitioners and I'd get home from work and I'd have a glass of wine to wind down and then I'd have a second glass of wine to wind down and over time, you know, I was probably drinking two bottles of wine a week, you know, know, because, you know, get four four um four kind of four glasses out of a bottle and I was just going bottle up the bottle and I was every week I was going to the bottle shop and I was buying bottles of wine and I was topping them all up. And what kind of kind of pulled me up one day um my daughter she was only really really young um she was probably three or four and I she we were, we were I don't know we were out and there was other other women around and she kind of she picked this glass up and she said oh this is my wine glass just like mummy I need this to relax and that was kind of a really big aha moment for me that I was teaching my daughter that the way to relax was to have a glass of wine and it kind of really pulled me up out because you know, as a naturopath, I know the impact of alcohol on the body, but, you know, and I also know that really it doesn't reduce your stress at all. It might just kind of numb you a little bit, but it really doesn't fix the problems. The problems are still there. And that kind of really stopped me. And I I kind of went, okay, no. And I just stopped and I just stopped buying the bottles of wine, just stopped buying it. And then when it wasn't there, I didn't drink it. And for a while i didn't drink at all but then over time you know the glass of wine would come back when we go out to dinner and it was never a lot never a lot um i i wasn't you know i'd go out to dinner on a sunday saturday night that was our you know family dinner and i'd have a glass of wine and i used to do spritzes so half wine half mineral water and, um, you know, maybe, you know, one of them or two of them, which is a glass of wine, or if I went out to a social event, I'd have a glass of champagne. So I wasn't, it's not as if I was drinking all the time. I never went back to that habit of drinking all of the time, but I was still drinking. And as I was kind of moving through menopause, my menopause transition, one of my biggest um, symptoms was joint and body pain. And I was just getting this, ongoing aches and pain all the time and I'd wake up in the morning and I would just ache all over and at night I'd go to bed and I was in pain and I couldn't sleep so I wasn't sleeping properly and you know and I kind of in the back of my mind I'm thinking oh is that the alcohol or not I was like "Eh, nah it can't be nah it's not that it's not that and you know I did start to look into why um, I, I realized that women were experiencing this type of pain I started to look into it a little bit and realised that hormones, as hormones dropped, that we lost some of the um, anti-inflammatory uh, protection that um, particularly oestrogen gives us. And so I had a, a lot of inflammation going on. And my diet was pretty much okay, but it was just this, you know, this glass and glass, maybe two glasses of wine each week that seemed to just keep me in this constant inflamed state and kept me in constant pain. And it was probably, I think it was about three years ago now. It was just before Christmas. I was just over being in pain, absolutely over being in pain. I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I went, I'm just going to stop drinking altogether and see what happens. I stopped drinking altogether, 100% just stopped drinking. And the pain went away the pain disappeared and I went okay so and I have to say that I haven't really I have not drunk anything only time once in those three years I have um, had some champagne and that's when I did um, just over 12 months ago I did a five-day hike through the scenic rim Um, it's pretty pretty intense hike and then at the end as you walk into the the final um, camp day they they had a a glass of champagne I thought what the heck, you know, I, you know, I'll just have a glass of champagne. And now each night when I'd been doing that, um that trek, whilst I had a little bit of pain, it just soreness from walking and being on my feet and carrying a pack all the time, it wasn't that bad, you know. And a bit of a massage with my massage gun kind of um, got rid of everything. This last night, when I had one glass of champagne. I then went to bed and I couldn't sleep because I was back in pain again, but not the pain of walking. This inflammation, my body all of a sudden flared up because yes, you know it already was a little bit inflamed because of all the walking I'd been doing, but putting that one glass of champagne on top, it just put me back into all over body pain again. And I couldn't sleep that night. And I, you know, I took magnesium and I took a few things to bring the pain down. Didn't work, did not sleep at all. So I was realizing the impact that um, alcohol was having on my body and the re why why am i sharing this with you because this it's i think it's really important that women understand that there is an impact and alcohol impacts our hormones Uh, not only you know we can talk about estrogen so one of our reproductive hormones when we're drinking alcohol what we can what tends to happen is we we kind of produce, the, alcohol is estrogenic, so kind of produces more estrogen, but not the right type of estrogen. So there's various different types of estrogen. And so when we get this increase of estrogen in our body, that increases our risk of breast cancer. And women who've already had breast cancer or know they have the BRCA gene, um, should not be drinking alcohol at all, particularly as they come through this menopause transition. So um, it it does alcohol increases your risk of breast cancer, also increases the risk of fibroids, migraines, and weight gain. You know many of the symptoms that women are experiencing as they're coming through this stage of life, and it's not not necessarily because hormones are coming down. It's because hormones uh, we've actually got too much um, estrogen in relation to progesterone. Now, I cover this off in um, some of my other podcasts, so I'm not going to go into that in a lot of detail, but it's what we call oestrogen dominance. And oestrogen dominance gives us a lot of the symptoms that um, women experience as they're coming through menopause. It also impacts other hormones, not just our reproductive hormones. It impacts the liver. So liver is where our hormones... Basically, metabolized, broken down, cleared out. And obviously, we know that when we drink alcohol, it's putting an impact on our liver because the liver is where everything's got to be broken down. And the liver goes kind of into overdrive whenever you have uh, a, a drink to break that down and clear that out of your body as quickly as possible because alcohol can cross that blood brain barrier and the liver is trying to protect the brain. So it kind of stops all other hormone production, everything else just to get rid of that alcohol so that it doesn't go to the brain because when alcohol gets to the brain, we get alcoholic poisoning and it can um, it can kill us. So it also impacts our thyroid. So our thyroid hormones and many women, as they're kind of coming through this menopause transition do actually have an underactive thyroid. and. The thyroid is impacted by different toxins in the body. You know, it's also impacted by stress. It's impacted by the food that we eat. But, you know, it's very very sensitive to toxins and because alcohol is a toxin, if you've already got an issue with your thyroid and it's already underactive active or you may have um, maybe you've been diagnosed with an autoimmune condition so Hashimoto's you then put alcohol on top of that, basically then you're actually impacting the thyroid even more, which slows that down. So when our thyroid isn't um, functioning properly, we tend to put on weight. So because the thyroid is all about um, metabolism. So then we, we've we got this weight gain going on. Also, it um, impacts cortisol, which is our stress hormones, because once again, as I said, it's a toxin. The liver's trying to process it, And basically the body is being stressed as the liver is really, really quickly trying to get through and to process everything. So, you know, then as, you know, so then what happens when when the body's stressed, we release cortisol. And when we release cortisol, then we get all the downward effects of that. Um, Thyroid gets impacted, our insulin gets impacted. You know, so many different areas get impacted when our body is stressed. So we've got to look at the impact there on our um. That alcohol alcohol has on our body and stress, and you know, and I know a lot of women think that oh, I I drink alcohol to calm down after a stressful day. And whilst it might appear that it is calming you down, in fact, in fact, what it's doing is just changing the brain chemistry. The body is actually getting more and more stressed as you drink more and more alcohol. Also, the other hormone that gets impacted is insulin. Now, insulin is controlling our blood sugar level. And particularly if you're drinking wine or any alcohol that has sugar in it, so your beers, you know, spirits, um, if you're not drinking them with um, any mixes, generally may not be as much of an issue when it comes to insulin. It's an issue when it comes to cortisol and thyroid and um, the liver, but not an issue so much with insulin. But yeah, alcohol, once again, throws our blood sugar levels out of balance, and as women are coming through their menopause transition, they are more likely to be in an insulin resistant state because our hormones have changed. And as our hormones change, and the protection um, is moved away, we come into an insulin resistant state. Once again, I've covered that off in one of the other. Um, earlier podcast this year i'll put the links to all of these in the show notes but where i've gone through these if you haven't um listened to them but um i just want to know let you know that you know alcohol basically puts us into this insulin resistant state and when we're in this insulin resistant state then we're more likely to store fat so the food that you're eating will get turned straight into fat and get stored because the body's spending all of its effort into breaking that alcohol down And, you know, the body stress, so the digestive system has slowed down, the liver's kind of going overdrive, trying to get rid of all the alcohol, and your body is just sending everything out to be stored as fat. And, you know, and this is one of the big things that, you know, women, that they always, many of them complain that they're putting on weight as they're coming through menopause. A lot of the time, it's due to the amount of alcohol that they are drinking, and it could just be one glass. Of alcohol a night, or one glass a week, could be enough to put that weight on to, you know, have these impacts that are going on. And as I mentioned, um, alcohol does also increase oestrogen, uh, puts us into an oestrogen dominant state, which risk, puts us in the risk factor of different oestrogen um, dominant conditions such as breast cancer. And then, as will go back and have a little bit more of a chat about the liver, because the liver. Um, is where these hormones are break, broken down, and we need to get rid of them because, you know, as we break down certain hormones, we need to um, get rid of them from the body. But if the liver's not doing the job properly, we're basically recirculating these hormones. And once again, we're talking about estrogen being recirculated, which we don't want it to be. Um, but that also then can cause hot flushes. Night sweats, so you know, if you and problem sleeping, so if you say, Oh, well, I need a glass of wine because it winds me down and helps me fall asleep, I pretty much guarantee you're also waking up and you're probably waking up around about 2 a.m. in the morning between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. and in um, traditional Chinese medicine, this is liver time. So if you find that you're waking with hot flushes at this time of night, if you need to go to the toilet at this time of night, it's more than likely related. that glass of wine that you had before you know before even before dinner so because the liver has now got to get rid of all of that so and and so many of the symptoms hot flushes night sweats and sleep issues hormone imbalances joint pain all are a result of alcohol consumption so what's the good news um well (laughs) the good news is you can definitely address all of your um, your issues if you stop the alcohol. Now there are plenty of alcohol-free options available these days. You can, if you you know, you really like the taste of wines or different spirits and things like that. There are alcohol-free options. There are plenty of them these days, and a lot of them are even in mainstream bottle shops. So there are some. There are options, or you could just choose not to drink and just see how you feel. Notice how you feel, but give it some time. It's like not just kind of giving up for one week. Um, You know, it is giving it up for a while. You know, and this we have. What do we have? Um, Feb fast and Dry July and things like that. And you you can you know take part in some of those things, but be very careful that if you you know you're doing Dry July. That, you know, there's no point just doing 31 days of no alcohol and then all of a sudden on the 1st of August you go and you have a big blowout and you just uh, drink it all again because more than likely you're going to find that those symptoms come back. But when it comes down to it, what I'll, I'm providing you with the information. The choice comes up to you. You know, there's always choices. And if you decide that you want to have a glass of wine, champagne or whatever, that's fine but just know that it comes with consequences. As I shared in my story, when I did the, 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 the walk, I chose to have that glass of champagne, but I knew the consequences were likely, even though I'd had nothing for, you know, for a very long time, at that stage it was probably two and a half years. I knew there was a possibility that I was going to get pain, but I was prepared to accept those consequences because I wanted to celebrate with everyone else. Now, would I make the same decision again? Uh, probably not because really I you know I'm I'm pretty much easy with not drinking alcohol there's sometimes that I when I'm out and I feel like oh it'd be really nice to have a glass of wine but there's something what you can do is you can grab a wine glass and you can put mineral water in it you, you know so you, you 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 feel like you're being part of it because you're holding onto a a wine glass and there might be mineral water in it there could be apple juice in it whatever you can have something in there but you've got the wine glass and for some reason, that makes people feel better. Or oh, you could just go, no, this is, the, this is the choice that I'm making. But it is a choice. And all I'm hoping is as I share this information with you, that you can make better choices or more informed choices. And, uh, you know, and then once you, because you can't unknow this stuff. Once you know it, you can't unknow it. Sorry. Sorry for anyone who kind of went, oh, I don't really want to know this stuff. Um, you can't unknow it. So now, it then now becomes a choice. And when, you know, next time you go out or you've got a bottle of wine and you're feeling stressed, you know, just think, do I want the hot flushes? Do I want the aches and pains? Do I want to wake up in the middle of the night and go to the toilet? Do I you know, want to be foggy headed? Do I want to have mood swings and things like that? And if you're okay with that, go ahead. So... That's kind of where I and that's I'm going to finish that up there, but really the summary, just to summarise what I've said, alcohol is a poison in the body. It, you know it is a poison in the body, nice tasting poison, social poison, Yes, but it is a poison, in the body treats it exactly any other poison. It does impact your hormones and not just your reproductive hormones. It impacts the thyroid hormones, the stress hormones, the um, uh, blood sugar level hormones, insulin. It increases your risk of breast cancer, particularly if you already have, um, you've had breast cancer, or um, if you know that you've got that breast cancer gene. So it does increase that risk. It increases the risk of fibroids and migraines and other things like that. It does impact your liver, which means that you're going to get different symptoms because the liver isn't being able to process uh, what it needs to do as it's trying to get rid of this toxin out of the body. Now, if you want to learn a little bit more about this, not just about alcohol, but how you can manage different symptoms, how you can reduce your symptoms, how you can drop weight, I've got a workshop coming up called The Secret to Thriving in Menopause. The link is bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash menopause underscore workshop with a capital M for menopause and a capital W for workshop. So bit.ly forward slash menopause underscore workshop and register for that. We are kicking off. It's a five day workshop, free work, completely free, over five days. And what I'll be going through is sharing with you how you can thrive in menopause and how you can understand what is going on with your body and how there is no single solution that works for everyone, that everyone is different. So we need to be able to personalize the solution. And during that workshop, you will get the opportunity to create your own personalized menopause blueprint so that you know exactly what you need to do to be able to drop weight, get rid of your hot flushes, your joint pain, whatever it is, you will actually have that blueprint. And I will share with you how you can create that during the workshop. So if you're um, having issues with weight, you want to sleep better, hot flushes, night sweats, joint pain, any of those type of symptoms, join me. We start on the 18th of September, goes over five days, the secret to thriving in menopause workshop, fit.ly forward slash menopause underscore workshop. And women who've done just this workshop have had even I mean some have gone on to work with me but just doing this free workshop women have had unbelievable um changes in you know they've dropped weight they've got better sleep they've um, started to drop pain all within five days when they understand the secret to their body and what works for them that won't work for anybody else so that's it from me. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Menopause Conversations and I'll be back next week with another episode. See you then. Bye for now.